We're not using these guys. You don't have to. You don't have to put it in the cup just because I put it in the cup. Yeah, put it in the cup. So there's a little uh, little boop de doo. You're way nicer than I am. I, I try to keep people guessing of what my there's what a, my style a is. A boop de doo. There's a boop de doo, and then it's us. Okay. The principles of which you stand and the plan you intend to follow directly affect the place of your greatest influence. This is the platform. Hello everyone, my name is Misael Gonzalez and I'm one of the hosts of the Platform Podcast and today we have the one and only Andrew Wade. Hello Andrew. How's it going? Hey, it's going great. So Andrew is our student minister and he has a global hand on all of our campuses and so that's just incredible seeing your vision in every single campus that we have. And so I'm so grateful that you're on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. And so before we begin like all the super serious stuff, Andrew, I have to ask, what is like the funnest fact about you? The funnest fact about yes. me? Yes. One where everyone goes, oh. Um, I really, I really love creating things. Okay. I love working with my hands. Okay. Um, so woodwork? Um, less woodwork, more okay. if something breaks, I'm going to take the whole thing apart. Okay. And try and figure out why it broke and then try and put it back together. Also, like Legos. Uh, yes. <laughs> My son and I love Legos. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So give us just one little example of what you mean by that. Um, well, it's kind of been all growing up. Okay. Um, my dad um, is a good fixer of things, and so rarely would we have someone come to the house to fix something that broke. Okay. My dad would always take it apart. And so I just grew up watching him, you know, coming home from school and the air conditioner is in 50 pieces in the yard, mm. all spread out while he's trying to figure uh, out what's going so on. So instead and of just like re-screwing something, he's like, you know oh, what, yeah, let's no. just tear it apart. Let's just take the entire <laughs> thing apart, have a whole wow. schematic of what's wrong and then try okay. and put it all back together. And okay. so I have, uh, memories of my brother and I standing watching my dad work on the car because mm. he just wanted us to experience hey you can do this you can work with your hands and you don't have to just send your car to a mechanic every time something goes wrong and okay. so um, that's just kind of been instilled in me yeah and it's very therapeutic for me that's good um, because I'm with people so often mm -hmm. I think finding things that I can do by myself um, that are still productive, um, really, really is therapeutic. So yeah. that makes sense. That's awesome. And so you've already talked about it a little bit, but tell us more. I'm, I'm really interested. Tell us more of like where you grew up sure. and how you grew up, even though you gave us a little, okay. little bit. There. Um, so uh, I grew up in Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and my entire family, uh, lives in Edmond. Okay. And so growing up, when we would have family get-togethers, there would be a whole lot of people. Mm. And then even now, um, Meredith's family is also in Edmond. Mm. Uh, and so when we get together, it's easy for, for there to be a lot of people wow. at family gatherings. All in um, Edmond, Oklahoma. Yep. And um, my family um, are believers and mm. uh, raised me um, to follow Jesus. Mm. Um, and I'm very thankful um, that that is uh, our legacy. Um, we have 
my uncle was my youth pastor growing up. Whoa. And um, so there's there's kind of a, a legacy being passed down of student ministry in my family. Mm. Uh, and so I was I was really able to get to look uh, an inside look at student ministry early on in life mm. um, and kind of follow him and watch him and observe what he did and be around teenagers uh, a lot, a lot more than a normal student, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah. And so uh, student ministry has been a part of my life since I was in student ministry. Mm. And I haven't really ever stopped being in the youth group. So <laughs> you just always been there. Yep. That is amazing. Yeah. And so did your brothers go to youth group with you? Uh, yeah, I have one brother. Okay. Um, he's older than me. Uh, him and his wife just had a baby, and wow, so I'm not an uncle. Congratulations! Yeah, not to you, but to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I get to be an uncle too. Um, so we're we're really excited for them, um, and yeah. So he was in youth group, um, and he is now uh, a driving instructor in Edmond, hmm. and has been doing that for a long time, and loves that, um, getting to connect with people that way, and so. Uh, um, but student ministry has always been something that I've been a part of. Um, you know, a lot of people, um, especially when I was like in college and really um, in those moments of like, God, is this what you want me to do with my life? Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of friends who were saying that, Man, this is what God told them to do. Okay. Like, I know without a doubt that student ministry <laughs> is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Yeah. And I don't know that I ever really had one of those moments. Yeah, like that specific moment. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it, it has just continually been like, God, I want to serve. Mm. And I'm going to serve whatever doors you open. That's good. And these have been the doors that he opened. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. that that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And so the next question I want to ask you, um, and I think I think we'll learn a lot from this from you, is what is a transformation story that you have? Or what is a, maybe what is something that the Lord has transformed in you? Or in other words, you know, just to give you more things to think about, uh, maybe what's a time where the Lord just showed up in a big way in your life? Just so it can be any of those. Okay. Um, since we've been talking through kind of student ministry. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of your life. That's a big like. part of my life. Yeah. Um, and I would say that I, I really experienced God kind of um, leading me in a new direction mm. in student ministry uh, about four years ago. Okay. Um, and to be honest with you, there really had to... Meredith and I together really had to go through some repentance mm. when that's real. He yeah. he began to lead us in a new direction because we hadn't been going in that direction in the first place. Yes, and we really had to think through like, man, we should have been. This should have been our heart all along. Mm. Um, but we were really dedicated to only students. Okay. And especially in the early part of our, our of, of leading student ministry, mm -hmm. um, and we weren't thinking about their family. 
Mm. We weren't thinking about their parents. Okay. Uh, and, and the Lord really began to do a work in our hearts. Um, and I think some of that was probably that we had a child of our own by that point, and okay, that we makes were sense. learning a lot. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but some of that, too, was just really him transforming our hearts to be more focused on the family unit hmm. and the reality that me, even as the student minister, if everything in our ministry goes perfect, hmm. I still get maybe two and a half hours with a student a week. Hmm. Yeah. And parents get way more than that. Yeah. And so part of what part of what my heart is for student ministry now mm-hmm. is to equip parents mm. to walk alongside parents mm. as as they are the discipler in their home. Mm. And, and I am someone who can help equip them to do that. Yeah. Who can walk alongside them when they do that and when I get the opportunity to work with their student, to be with their student, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely, absolutely going to equip that student mm-hmm. um, to to live passionately for Christ. But my time with the, the students are so short in comparison mm-hmm. with the time that a parent gets to experience at home. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it's really, really changed how I think about student ministry. It's really, really changed... Um, the time and the the things that we do on the planning side of things okay, to begin good. to open up. How can this translate in the home? How can we equip parents um, to be the discipler in their mm-hmm. home? So, well, let me ask you this because that's really good. What are things that you do to disciple your kids at home, and what are things that you wish parents would do or would encourage parents to do to disciple their kids at home? Maybe they, they, they just don't know or they're learning or yeah. you just got here. So they're like, Andrew, teach us or encourage us. What, what does that look like? So I, I think a lot of times um, when you look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, there's a passage in there called, that uh, it talks about the, the Shema. Mm. And it talks about these simple moments. Yeah. Um, when you get up, when you lie down walking along the road it says to to teach these things to your kids in those moments Mm -hmm. i think a lot of times parents think that it has to be this big bible study at home (laughs) you know we're gonna have worship before bedtime every night not that there's anything wrong with that i know families that that do that but i think for parents who are just starting to begin to see their role as a discipler, mm-hmm. um, it can it can seem very daunting, and it's not. Your role as a discipler can be in those simple moments, mm. those every day, on your way to soccer practice, yeah. picking them up from school, at dinner, um, regardless of what dinner looks like for you and your family, yeah. you know, um, and they good. can be simple moments, and so. In a culture that is so counter following Jesus, Mm -hmm. those simple moments are all over the place. Mm. Um, You know, I've got a six-year-old boy. Yes. And we're having to have some simple moments of helping him root himself in the identity that Christ made him a boy. 
Okay. Because I know what he's going to face yeah. in the future yeah. of identity crisis and things like that that culture is going to shout at him. Mm. And so we at home are trying to take just those simple moments mm. and, and root some deep things through easy conversations. Um, and I think that that can happen across the board regardless of what age your kid is. Um, just reinstilling truths in them in simple moments. Again, it doesn't have to be a big Bible study every time. Mm. Um, but being that spiritual leader in your home to say, hey, yeah. I just want to remind you today. Yeah. You know, God made you so that you could run and play at soccer practice. Yeah. And I am so glad that you had fun. Oh, that's good. You know, uh, yeah. or whatever it is for your kid, mm. um, reminding them that, like, God designed them. Mm. And their identity ultimately is in him. Mm. And, and there's so many of those moments. Oh, yeah. Um, and culture speaks so often against them mm. that, uh, man, one big thing that I could encourage to happen in the home is, yeah, tell is, us, man, tell us. is to, to talk about that. Mm. Like whether you're watching a movie that maybe has a scene that you all don't agree with as a family, mm. whether um, just whatever it is, mm. like you're able to say, hey, um, we're going to skip this or, you know what, we should probably shut this movie off mm -hmm. and here's why. Mm. Uh, and just to take that stand and let your kids see that. Mm. Um, and I would encourage, and I, I can still remember because I don't know that this happened in my life until I was late in high school, maybe even college. Okay. okay. I came in the living room one morning and my dad was having his quiet time hmm. and like I still remember that hmm. and I think a lot of parents who have quiet times want to have them privately and yeah. things like that and so like that's such an easy way to start a conversation with yeah. your kid like have your quiet time at the table hmm. so that they'll catch you so that they'll come in and see what you're doing and let that be what they see of you in the morning mm. or before they go to bed. I mean, that can that be really good. so powerful. And I, I totally get wanting to have it in private and wanting to have that alone time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I mean, what better way for your kid to remember years down the line? Oh, yeah. Man, every day when I woke up for school, I walked in and my mom and dad were at the table in the Word. That's powerful. That's you know a what powerful I mean? image. Yeah. And that's a simple thing. Yeah. Especially for parents who are already doing it or are just getting into getting in the word on a regular basis. Man, do mm. it do it where they could catch you doing it. Mm. Um, like so. you want to get caught. Obviously. Yeah, like you want to get caught. <laughs> Cuz it can it can spur on some really good conversation. That's great. That is really good. I'm so glad you shared that. Uh, because I know that there are parents out there that maybe have been thinking through this and been challenged by you before, or this is the first time they're hearing it. They're hearing it. And as human beings, we overcomplicate everything. We do. And you're saying, hey, don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. It's a small it. moment. Yeah. That's really encouraging. That's yeah, really good. and it's totally, God designed you as parents yeah. and this role for you to be able to instill these things yeah. in a successful way to your kids, yeah. regardless of culture, regardless of how busy we are. Yeah, regardless are, how you grew up or where you grew exactly up. Exactly. Yeah. What your past is, yeah. these are everyday moments. Hmm. When you get up, when you lie down, walking on the road. Hmm. These are everyday moments that you can capture hmm. and uh, really connect 
with your kid about God. Mm. I don't know if you've put these together. Maybe you have. But I think one of the reasons why you're so passionate about this is because you, you, it's almost like a product of what you saw when you were younger. Whether you knew it or not, those small moments where your dad was mm-hmm. tearing apart a, a dishwasher yep. or tearing apart the car and saying, hey, no, come watch me, mm-hmm. was those small teaching moments yep. of, this is, I don't know what he could have taught, but it's almost like a product of that. And yeah. so you've, you've seen that, so you've lived it, you've applied it, and now you get to teach it. Yeah. And so others can live it and apply it and then teach it as yeah. well. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. Because that intertwines with your life and who you are. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, thank you so much for watching the Platform Podcast. Uh, we look forward to having the next person with us, which I have no idea who it is, but I know it'll be someone incredible. Uh, but thank you so much for watching the Platform Podcast, and we'll see you next time right here. Ding. Sorry. <laughs> right here. Right there. We'll see you right there. <laughs> the principles of which you stand and the plan you intend to follow directly affect the place of your greatest influence. This is The Platform.